Ion 2020, episode 62. Have 2020 vision with Ion 2020, the podcast that brings you all the news and events in the lead up to the next presidential election. I am Ray Eaton, and I will keep you up to date as we approach November 2020 with a libertarian perspective of all the candidates and their policies, along with the news. Thank you for tuning in. Now let's clear our vision. What's up, everybody? It's Ray, your host of Ion 2020, blazing the trail for the 2020 election. And what I mean by that is I think I'm the first podcast dedicated solely to the 2020 election. So blazing new trails, you know, the place that you're coming on a daily basis for the news and all that information that you need to make some good decisions going into 2020. I always say a good decision on which meme you're going to produce as well, because, uh, you know, a lot of y'all don't vote, especially libertarians. Typically, you know, a lot of those libertarian types don't vote. Uh, a lot of y'all do vote as well, and a lot of uh, liberals and uh, Republicans, Democrats, the whole nine yards. If y'all are listening, you know, maybe I can help you to make a decision, maybe sway your decision one way or the other, or maybe just give you some good news and facts that'll help you to make some decisions. But I come at it from a libertarian perspective, so I hope you like to hear about that. And, uh, I will take a libertarian stance on these things. At least you could hear, you know, if you don't agree with me, at least you could hear a new way of thinking or, you know, hear an old way of thinking that you uh, have heard before and, you know, but you just like the sound of my voice. I don't know. Anyway, I appreciate y'all coming out and listening. I really do. Uh, man, I don't know if y'all have ever lived in South Carolina or been through South Carolina. Uh, or maybe it's just the Southeast. I don't know, but the pollen is just absolutely terrible in March and April around here. Like you could be driving down the road and you could see just this green, you know, green tint in the air. And that's the pollen coming from the pine trees every year. And it just gets terrible. And you probably hear it in my voice pretty much every single day. If you're listening to the show, you're hearing my voice with me coughing and hacking and all that disgusting stuff, and I apologize for that. I was listening to one of my shows uh, just to see how I, you know, see how I presented something, and I I heard myself, you know, coughing off on the side and so forth. And the challenge is, is you know, I I if if you miss your medication for one day, all you're doing is sniffing and sneezing the whole day, and it's just absolutely amazing. Uh, but you know, you take a little bit of the one of those twenty-four hour Zyrtex or something, and it seems to clean it up a little bit. But man, it was just—it's just been bad the last couple of days. If you ever, you know, if you're ever driving around in South Carolina, you'll during this time of year, all the cars have this green, like residue of just the pollen that's out there, and it's it's gross. And if it rains, you'll just see the pollen in the puddles and so forth and it lasts for about a month maybe you know three weeks to a month or so um i deal with a lot of car dealers in my in the business that i'm in and like going around to these car dealers they really hate it because uh obviously they're trying to keep a clean car that looks generally good you know shining it up in the whole nine yards for when someone comes to buy it and 
they'll do a lot of work trying to get them cleaned up and then the next day the pollen's bad and and it's just all over the cars again it's just absolutely insane uh but yeah that's what i've been dealing with the last couple of weeks as you've probably heard on the show uh you could hear you know it in my voice and so forth so i apologize but i'm going to try to stay up on my zyrtec for the next couple of weeks so i could provide you a great show coming out monday through friday for you with all of the news and that information uh, with regards to this 2020 election so i appreciate it if you get a second go ahead and subscribe to the show and then give me a five-star rating or review and if you'd like to it may make me very happy share it with a friend tell your friends about it bring some more people on board and uh, let's get this listenership up i see more and more people listening every single day each of my shows get a few more broadcasts each each day and it's really good uh it's nice to see that because i am i am blazing a trail i i was looking for another podcast that focuses on the 2020 election and there isn't one so uh i mean there might be share it with me if you if there are that would be nice to see someone else that's out there doing the same a very similar thing that i'm doing but i just think it's uh yeah it's it's interesting I'm, i'm i'm a trailblazer on that thing so uh keep your ears tuned in i'll bring you some great news every single day uh there's that there's that pollen again i apologize so vox i go to vox.com and i see something that was interesting cory booker on wednesday night uh had a i guess it was wednesday march 26th he had a uh a cnn town hall and i just wanted to go over a few of the uh key points from that and that's what they talk about on the vox uh website it says six key moments from cory booker's cnn town hall Booker said he would absolutely consider issuing mass communications or commuta- commutations and pardons for federal marijuana offenses. And this is by Dylan Scott. So let's hop into it. Senator Cory Booker has struggled to break through the crowded 2020 tem- Democratic primary. He is campaigning on an aspirational message, love and unity in short, and his policy prescriptions tend to have a more pragmatic bent. That is something that I was curious about for the last couple of weeks is why you don't hear Curry, Cory Booker's name more often in the headlines. He's uh, he's eloquent when he speaks. He seems like he's informed when he speaks. And he speaks with a sort of, um, like an authority, I guess, it's when, he, when he talks. And it's interesting that a lot more people don't like what he's saying. He is from New Jersey, um, so he's not very well known. But neither neither was no neither was Barack Obama at the time. He had but Barack Obama had spoken in front of the 2004 Democratic National Convention whenever they nominated John Kerry. So that was something that rose him to prominence. But Cory Booker has only been a senator for a couple of years, and he just hasn't had the traction on the ground yet that Barack Obama seemed to have back in 2007 when he started running. Cory Booker, though, he does have a little bit of traction, but you just don't hear his name that much. So, But he, he did get in front of an entire crowd on CNN, and that helped Pete Buttigieg. Um, I'm, certainly I'm pronouncing that wrong. I actually saw an article the other day about how to pronounce these people's names, so that was interesting. But uh, it did help Pete uh, Buttigieg get his name out there, and it did help people to see that he was a serious candidate as well and that guy is probably the least well known among a lot of these candidates because he doesn't have a national presence at all he is the uh, mayor of south bend indiana so 
not a very huge city by any means. And he is on prominent, he's risen to prominence. So Cory Booker gets in front of this CNN town hall. Lots of Democrats, I'm sure, are watching these town halls. I know back in 2016 or 2015 when CNN started doing them for the Republicans, lots of people would start watching those as well. So that's kind of CNN, that's the way that they're going to market right now is to have these town halls on a regular basis. And they are loving it because they get to just have this kumbaya singing parade with some liberal candidates as well because that's you know cnn tends to slant very liberal so i'm sure none of these candidates are getting challenged whatsoever during these town halls and i've even heard that cnn gives people the answers or the questions to ask the candidates as well so that it sounds like they're being sincere and they're led in a certain way and it's really not a person that's asking it's actually cnn asking so let's hop into this article though the full spectrum of Cory Booker was on display during the CNN Town Hall event on Wednesday night, broadcasting from Orangeburg, South Carolina. He said he would absolutely consider issuing mass commutations and pardons for federal marijuana offenses and touted his baby bonds proposal. He praised the Green New Deal as a, for its very or for its visionary scope, comparing it to the Apollo missions to the moon. He also focused on lowering drug prices instead of pursuing single-payer health care in the near term. So I think he's really trying to lay out during the CNN special, they're try- he's trying to lay out some of his policy positions. Because, to be honest with you, if you look at these Democrats, most of them, and usually when you look at Republicans, it's the same way. So I'm not just beating up on the Democrats here. But when you look at the policy positions of most of these Democrats, they're pretty much the same. It's really who you like better, right? They're all going to be for a single, a, a path to single payer. Whether you're for single payer right now or not, they're all for a path to single payer, right? And then you're going to have everyone that's going to have a similar idea on the Green New Deal, you know, taking care of babies, things like that. So let's get into what, he, what the six key moments from this town hall are, though, because that should be interesting to really know what the six things that he's really going to focus on are. Cory Booker, number one, Booker would absolutely consider mass pardons for marijuana offenses. Booker has been a leading voice in criminal justice reform, and he has authorized legislation, or authored legislation in the Senate that would decriminalize marijuana at the federal level, which has been joined by several of the other 2020 Democratic candidates. I think almost every libertarian would agree with this statement that you should make marijuana legal. Uh, So we would definitely be on board with Cory Booker on that. To decriminalize marijuana would be one of the most beneficial things to a lot of people. Not because of the medical use, nothing like that, but because... You're a 17-year-old kid, you get caught with a pipe and a dime bag of weed, and now you have a criminal offense on your hand, right? You're taken down to jail, you're booked, fingerprinted, you're in the system. They give you a, a, a year probation, they give you sentencing where you have to go to drug rehab or something like that, right? And next thing you know, you have a, now you have a criminal record, so you're in the system, 
you violate probation seven months down the road because you went out out of town on vacation with your family and came back or something like that and next thing or you missed your appointment with your probation officer something stupid like that and now you're in the system so now they re-arrest you you get sentenced to three or four months in jail get out you have another year of probation you screw that up next thing you know you're arrested again oh this is your second violation of probation so we're going to give you a year and a day in jail and a year and a day means you're going to prison and now you're with the big boys you know for a for carrying a dime bag in your car when you're driving down the road i just i mean i just don't think that it is beneficial to the world and also if you're in the like a poor community these cops come by they stop and frisk all these kids and you're in a you know low-income community so forth a lot of people are gonna be smoking some weed hanging out doing whatever and it's just an easy way to get these guys into the system and that's just wrong when smoking pot not much worse than drinking some alcohol you know there let's be honest i mean I, I don't agree with the idea of driving while you're smoking pot, and I don't believe in drinking and smoking, drinking and driving. So let's let's be honest. If you're as long as you're doing it in a responsible way, not harming other people in your home or at a smoke shop or whatever, you know, not that big of a deal. So I I, I could agree with Cory Booker on this stuff. I don't know what his specifics are on how to get there. But definitely decriminalize it. Because you don't need to make it legal. You don't need to say, okay, it's li- you need to decriminalize it. So now, or even, you know, because I don't think you have to, when, when you go out and you set up a, a shop to sell shirts, you know, it's not like le- shirts are legal or illegal. They're just shirts, you know. So why can't pot just be pot? Why can't weed just be weed? You know, decriminalize it, make it so that you can't be arrested for it. And then you know what? Then you could have the states issue certificates, licenses, things of that nature in order for you to sell sell marijuana if you want to or let it be consumed in your in your store and so forth. All right, next. Number two, Booker is frustrated by the Democratic reparations debate. Lemon also asked Booker about reparations for African-American families who are descendants from slaves. As Vox PR Lockhart recently reported, some 2020 Democratic candidates have shown an openness to monetary compensation for those families, a sign of the party's increasing progressivism on issues of race and structural inequality. Here is how Booker responded to Lemon's query about whether he would support direct monetary payment to black Americans who are descendants of slaves. Can I tell you why I'm frustrated by this reparations conversation? It's because it's being reduced to a box to check on a presidential list when this is so much more of a serious conversation. Do I support legislation that is race conscious about balancing the economic scales? Not only do I support it, but I have legislation that actually does it. In fact, I've got the only legislation I think in the entire Congress that Columbia University says would virtually eliminate the racial wealth gap in our country. It's something called baby bonds. Ooh, Lord, what are baby bonds? Let's go on. Booker emphasizes that white supremacy has been a dominant force in American history, but he's but said he's focused on policies not only trying to right economic scales from past harms, but to make sure we are a country that creates a more beloved community where all dignity and humanity humanity is affirmed 
of every single person. So, digging into baby bonds, I think what he is proposing is to set up the day a baby is born. And I don't know if it's just African American babies. I'd have to look into it further. So, I think I'm going to spend a little bit of time and actually look into that and just um, see what it is, okay? Let me go, go ahead and hit a couple of websites really fast just to see what baby bonds are. So the baby bonds, if you go to uh, duke.edu, socialequality.duke.edu, it says, uh, Booker's plan would offer all newborns $1,000 and then add up to $2,000 annually for children in low-income households by age 18. That would add up to serious money. Booker's team eliminates that for kids from lowest estimate sorry estimates that for kids from lowest income families the nest egg would average some $46,000 the new analyst analysis by Columbia postdoctoral researcher Naomi Zood looks at what kind of effect such a nest egg would have on our racial gra- gap and the idea she says is that it would end the weight, racial disparity that uh, low-income children have so baby bonds so how would he pay for it? That's a huge question. How would you determine who's going to get it? That's another question. Um, is it just going to be for... It's, I guess he's just using it by by your income. So you give... I mean, why not just write everyone a check for a million bucks then? You know, we'll all just get a million bucks. Anyone that has less than a million dollars, you get a check for the difference between how much you have, right? So if you have 10 grand in the bank, then you get a check for nine hundred and you know ninety thousand dollars basically or, or you know i mean it's just amazing that these guys just come up with these random ideas yeah we'll just write a check for a thousand bucks for every baby born that's in a low income family and then every single year they'll just add two thousand dollars to that uh for that child now what if that family wins the lotto do they still get it probably not i i imagine there would be some kind of thing where you have to apply for it every single year but that money's put into you know which crony capitalist bank essentially um that money's confiscated from other people forty six thousand dollars when you you know turn 18 where would that money be spent are is the government gonna make it standard that you have to spend it on a certain thing who know i mean what are they gonna do it has to be used for down payment on house how many crony capitalists are gonna be in in Washington trying to make their thing that the thing that you have to spend that money on down the road it leads to crony capitalism anything that the government sets up like that is going to lead to huge amounts of crony capitalism it's going to lead to huge amounts of disparities within the markets it's just gonna I don't know and the fact of the matter is is confiscating someone else's wealth and giving it to somebody else as well Uh, it's not like the government just has its own money so uh, I, I can't go along with that proposal right there at all baby bonds no but i can't go around along with reparations as well not paid by a federal government and i've said this in the past there there should have been after slavery you know you have a hundred slaves that are working one plantation that has a thousand acres um and the family owns that thousand acres and the house that's on it i mean those people's labor had been stolen for generations in the past right so somehow that entire plantation should have been divided up among those slaves not making them sharecroppers but making them owners of that plantation because or at least being paid by the plantation owners for their labor 
that was stolen from them and their parents and so forth. Very hard to figure that out back then, but it should have been done. It could have been done back then. It hadn't been done back then, but how long until you can say, hey, I should still have claim on that property? That's a really hard thing to determine as well, right? Um, but that's the only way I would ever support rash or reparations is if somehow somebody can prove that they, that their father, grandfather, or great-grandfather was on that plantation and then they should be able to go and find the, you know, have some kind of claim on the, that property somehow. So hard that that would, I mean, that, that would be almost impossible to figure out nowadays, you know, almost 200 years after after all this stuff happens. So um, 160 years later, but that, that's the only reparations that I would support. So let's hop on, hop on to issue number three. Booker wants to focus on lowering drug prices. Booker, I mean, that's not an original idea. They want to focus on lowering drug prices. I think every candidate says that. So uh, Booker, who has supported Bernie Sanders' Medicare for All bill, but says he doesn't necessarily want to eliminate private health insurance, got a health care question. I don't even understand what they just said there. So... Um, doesn't he? Do, but anyway, but what he's saying is that he doesn't want to eliminate all private insurance, but he does want to have a Medicare for All bill that goes through. He said again that he believes Medicare for All is ultimately the right solution, but explained that he would focus in the near term on more incremental steps to expand health coverage, like lowering the Medicare eligibility age. So he's for Medicare for All down the road. He wants to incrementally get there. Ultimately, I think that most Democrats are on board with that as well. Um, some of them want to get there sooner than others, but uh, they just want, honestly, they want to have the government take over health insurance, um, which is going to eliminate your choices. You're going to have a monopoly on health insurance. And that's going to be our federal government, and that's really going to disrupt things uh, down the road. And I could do an episode on that one day if you'd want, but you can look into there's plenty of research done on this that shows that um you know you get less quality care over time when you have a single payer healthcare system like that i mean you could see it already in medicare where a lot of doctors don't accept it because they're getting less money compensated back to their offices for it with way more red tape than there than there otherwise would have been without medicare Okay, number four, impeach Trump. Booker wants to wait on the full Mueller report. Another audience member told Booker she believes President Trump should be impeached regardless of the findings of the Mueller investigation into possible coordination with the Russian government. Wow, so, I mean, I guess a lot of people think that. You just, they just want to impeach Trump. Okay, then he says, I understand your sense of urgency and even your sense of disgust about seeing what's coming from the White House, he said. But Booker said that he wants to see exactly what Mueller found before commenting further on impeachment. And he pivoted to the 2020 election as the best chance to oust Trump, of course. So he doesn't really need to go further on that as well because he's running against Trump, uh, ultimately. So he's going to pivot to that. And you just kind of want to side that, sidestep that question. So I imagine that's the case of what he did. Number five, Booker is promising to fight the NRA, NRA as president. So I guess his goal is to go after the NRA, which is a advocate for gun rights for Americans. Now, they're not the best advocate for gun rights for Americans, but they are an advocate that's very well funded 
for gun rights for Americans. And I would say that you should not, I mean, it does say in the Constitution that Congress will pass no law, you know, pass no law. So that means they're not going to take away your Second Amendment rights, that they should not do that. Um, Yet, they constantly try to infringe upon that right. And Cory Booker obviously is going to go after gun rights as well. He says it right there. Number six, Booker sounds open to challenging the Electoral College. So that's the main things that he's going for is this Electoral College, NRA, um, the Mueller impeaching Trump, beating him. Like those are the key takeaways. So really, there's not a lot of differentiation between this guy and most of these other candidates, apparently. He's for the Green New Deal. He's for Medicare for All. He's for um, subsidies, and he's for more state-sponsored everything and everything else. The only thing that he's different on or has as a you know an idea that he thinks it would be cool would be these baby bonds ideas. So he's the only one that really picked up on that. But I guarantee you if you talked to pretty much any Democratic candidate and you said, yeah, do you think baby bonds are a great idea? They're going to say, oh yeah, that sounds great. You know, because all they want to do, they're like the old man with candy. They're just handed it out. Handed it out, trying to get kids to come near them. And that's what they seem like they're doing. Not to beat up on only Democrats, because Republicans do the same thing too. They pander to their base. They pander to people to try to see who can give out the most toys. And that's the person that'll win. So it's not just the Democrats, but they do it in a very... They, they do it in a way that is, like, blatantly open, to be honest. You know, they just want to hand out everything. Now, the one thing I can follow this guy on that he talked about is his idea of pardoning people with marijuana offenses. So I think that would be a good thing for the country if that happened. Um, that would be great if Donald Trump would do that. And it would be great if they just legalized marijuana for recreational use so that people would not have these criminal charges for growing a plant in their house or smoking a plant or whatever. So moving right along though, um, I just wanted to bring you guys a little bit of information about Cory Booker. I haven't done a specific podcast on him yet, so it's nice to see where he stands on these things. These are the key takeaways from this particular CNN town hall. And you know, if those are the things that he's going to be focusing on, I don't know that that's a winning issue for him. Or I don't know if he's going to be somebody that could distinguish themselves from the pack. Because that's what someone has to do. There's 20, what is there, like 22 people running. Somebody has to stand out. Someone has to be the anti-war person. Oh, wait, that's Tulsi Gabbard. Somebody has to stand out among these candidates that's going to have a different message a different message on social issues, a different message on economic issues, a different issue, a different message on, you know, just the issues in general. Like, they're going to have to stand out. And none of them have an... I, I think the only one that does is Bernie Sanders in the sense that he is the leader on these topics of, of these democratic socialist, you know, these or this democratic socialism idea that he talks about. He's the one that is kind of like... The first, the first person to talk about these things, right, on a national stage. So that's going to help him out to distinguish himself from the, from the rest of the pack. Everyone else is just a, hey, me too. Me too, me too, me too. Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren is a me too. Cory Booker, me too. Most of these candidates, just me too. 
And then there's those that are trying to race to the middle to get where Joe Biden should be whenever he decides to run. If he decides to run, I'm not sure. So, hey guys, thanks for coming out and listening, though. I really do appreciate all of my listeners. If it's your first time listening, thank you so much. And I appreciate you, uh, you know, spending your time with me today. Go ahead, if you can, subscribe to the show. You'll hear this show in your podcatcher tomorrow. You'll be like, wow, that's Ion2020. Man, I loved that show yesterday. I'm going to listen to it today also. That's what you'll be saying, I promise. Um, so go ahead and, you know, subscribe to the show and then give me a five-star rating and review. And then tomorrow, oh, the other thing I got to say is this, the website, Ion20, or excuse me, IonTheEmpire.com. You can go there for any news headlines that I find. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, Ion2020 as well. That's at Ion20, or excuse me, at IonTheEmpire. So that's my Twitter handle and the website. And uh, you'll find me there. So if you would like to, though, come back tomorrow. Listen up. You'll love it. I'm sure you will. If you liked what you heard today, you'll like what you hear tomorrow as well. And tomorrow when you come back, um, I'll be thanking you then too. So uh, come on back tomorrow and I will see you then. All right. Bye.